Thank you for tuning into the Jam Happy Hour, a podcast with a heavy pour of wine and music presented by Jam Sellers. Today, we're going back to March 25th of 2022 and our show with Matt Costa. We learned about his love of Nirvana as a kid, his songwriting inspirations, and so much more great conversation and music. During this episode, we were kicking back with a glass of Butter Chardonnay. And you can find Butter Chardonnay and all of our easy-to-love wines over at jamsellers.com slash buy where we also have a super handy wine finder. Just pop in your zip code and get a list of all the stores in your area that supply our wine. And we've got a deal for all the Jam fans tuning in for today's episode. Stock up on all of your favorite wines and have them shipped directly to your door at no additional cost when you order six bottles or more at our Jam store. It's easy. All you have to do is head over to jamsellers.com slash shop and enter code JAMHAPPYHOUR at checkout and shipping's on us. So without further ado, Grab a glass, sit back, and get ready to jam out and wind down. This is the Jam Happy Hour, poured by Jam Sellers. Welcome into the Jam Happy Hour. It is my favorite hour of the week. We get to relax, listen to some music, drink some wine, and raise money for a really great cause. And this month, we are being joined by Matt Costa, who is a return to the Jam Happy Hour. Welcome back. Hello. Yeah, happy to be back. So good to have you here. I, we're going to have a good time tonight. I'm looking forward to a lot of great music and maybe some stories and uh, raising some money for this really great fun with Sweet Relief Musicians Fun. Jumping right into it, I mean, obviously, the last couple of years have been interesting, Um have you felt like you've been able to maybe create more than you would have musically? It had everything been the same or like, how's it been for you to like, kind of be like a little stationary? Uh, well, created differently is the, is the oh, thing. I, like I always, I always try to work on stuff, but I think with the, with the being locked down, I had to think of new creative ways and inspiration to um, work up the music visually, doing music videos mm-hmm. and things like that, which I took a more DIY approach to that um, cool. and ended up creating a lot of the content. For the last record I did at home with um, with Ming Pham, that's my girlfriend, and we did like a, we did a lot of it here at home and basically turned the, the home space into a sound stage, so... Well, I think a lot of us have had to adapt like a little bit in that sense of like, okay, if this is going to be the home base, you're not going into the studios and you're not going into like all the things I do you having had that experience, do you feel like the the newer music that you guys created in that space and together, is it along the same sound? Is it a different kind of a sound? Is it like being made so uniquely differently? Uh, does it have a different sound than what we're used to? Well, I, I've always started my songs with just a just a guitar um and mm-hmm. started here with my like four track right here this is like it wasn't planned yeah. i didn't plan on you asking me this question but i do have it displayed just i'm a music here. nerd I, I gotta tell you I'm, I'm an audio music nerd so i love i'm looking back here and i'm seeing all that stuff and i'm just like tell me more yeah well this one i i started um that's how i started writing songs like i had a, like a normal cassette player but then I wanted to do um, I wanted to do more layering and stuff with other guitar parts and harmonies. So when I got a four track when I was young, uh, then I was able to hear songs evolve more. And um, and so I, even when I record on the computer or when I have ideas, I've always taken that approach to it. I think that uh, over the over the last couple years, um, definitely I've gotten new 
new insight and I feel that songs songs have taken on a, a more a more uh, a, a bigger life than I'd ever imagined because when you're only left with with your songs and you don't really have social interaction and that is your social interaction then uh, yeah. then they take on they take on something even more meaningful um, than I than I realized so yeah and especially when you can make them you know with someone you love too that's that's a whole other layer to it as well yeah it is we have a lot of music to get into tonight and I have so many questions for you coming up but I know people are here um, to enjoy you performing and also to raise some money for sweet relief so if you haven't figured out how easy it is for us to donate money on your behalf uh, all you have to do is like comment share if you have a question you want to tell Matt how awesome he is like it all goes in to donate to this really great fund benefiting a lot of this industry that has been just so affected especially over the last couple of years so uh, please uh, do that and share and Matt can we just go ahead and jump in on our first song mm-hmm. yeah That walks all alone Among the ancient trail of thrones When the avalanche comes I'm gonna be your friend all the way down Tried to leave your past Just remember it's all part of the path When your bones are earthquakes I'm gonna be the one to calm you down takes all the blame Is it always someone the same When you're walking away You heard it blowing through the trees Echoing when you turn to see Why? 
Some live and some fall and some die I can tell you the answer the day The avalanche comes When the avalanche comes You gotta be Matt Costa, thank you so much. We're off and running already in the Jam Happy Hour. So many comments coming in, too. I saw Charleston. I saw the UK. I saw a bunch of people. I mean, obviously, you've traveled the world quite a few times uh, playing uh, for people, performing. And um, we're coming back up on festivals and we're coming back up on tours. And uh, are, are, are you ready to, like, you know, get back out there and get back into just, like, that, that kind of nomadic lifestyle? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I like I like being at home and writing songs and um I think I'm going to miss I'm going to miss, you know, being on stage and seeing the the comments. I mean, people can blurt stuff out, but it's really something to see someone write something really heartfelt right in the middle of a song. It's almost distracting in a way, but in a good way. Like sometimes I just yeah, it kind of helps the music take on a I don't know. Sometimes it just blows my mind, you know, the the connection that it makes to someone over the Internet. And um, I think it's harder to share that when you're on a stage because you're in the middle of a song and someone's you're just screaming something at me. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but yes, I try to. You're the first person I've heard uh, kind of articulate it like that, because usually like everybody's like, oh, I'm so ready. I don't want to get back to that. But honestly, like between the last two years of like doing these interviews and doing these performances, I feel like in a weird way, we're more connected than we've ever been before. Yeah. For moments like that. I agree. I, I think uh, as far as even performing and stuff too, I think I was really reluctant to sit in front of a computer and just like stare at, you know, the screen as I'm doing music. Hi. But uh, yeah, I know I was, but then during that time, I, <laughs> I really started to enjoy it and like for that reason getting getting some real feedback in real time when it was the only way possible. So I think I definitely will take that that feeling and have a new appreciation when I play play live on tour and um yeah, I I really I really enjoy that side of it. The connection between between the songs and people and the communication in that way. So It has yeah. been very unique in the fact that, you know, because we are screen to screen versus face-to-face, and you, you get so into using that technology that it's like when you see a cool comment pop up, you almost want to screenshot it or you almost want to grab it. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's actually a real moment. Yeah, it's... it's Between real people, it's not tech. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with, you know, uh, ephemeral things, it's, you know, they're just meant to be fleeting, but it's nice when you actually have something tangible for a moment to grab onto. And so... Yeah, I know. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, here we are, you know, doing it again. I, I I don't think I'll stop doing this. You know, I think once live music comes That's back cool. in full, I, 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 I enjoy doing this equally as much. Um, the weird part is just going back after I do this and I just get to go into my kitchen and uh, <laughs> yeah, not into a green dinner. room <laughs> and yeah, with like drink. hummus and carrots and stuff like that. Now I actually can have <laughs> something decent. So 
Bottled water, case of Heineken, hummus, and carrots. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. but it's coming I back. My, I actually do. I have my jam, my jam cellar's wine right here, so that's nice in the green room there. Oh, cheers! I've got my, uh, I've got my butter shard over here off camera, so I, I agree. I partake as well. Um, and that's what the fun thing is about the Jam Happy Hours, and especially with the Sweet Relief Fun, is that we can come together and we can enjoy music. Maybe somebody's getting to know you for the first time right now, and you know, judging off that one song, I mean, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you definitely seem to have kind of like a, it's not a throwback, but what did you listen to as a kid? Because there's something in your music that's just very like timeless and classic. Uh, Nirvana, that's what I listened to as a kid, so... That is not what I was going I try for to, there. I try I to implement all <laughs> Nirvana. Well, there you go. Into every song I play, I try to, I try to implement some of that. <laughs> no, no, not kidding though, because I, I mean, I feel like there's something that was one of the first songs I learned on guitar, and it was such a cool riff, you know. So then, um, I actually feel like when I, when I started writing songs, first off, I was like, man, I got to come up with a cool guitar riff that's as cool as that. Um, Always. But then when I started writing more songs as far as um when I was when I was old, I didn't really start writing songs till I was nineteen and um by that time I had an uncle who turned me on to a bunch of uh, older recordings and then kinda gave me a music history of stuff that I that I might not have been uh privy to. So then I listened to that stuff and um a lot of great songwriters and just guitar players and stuff. And at the time I was just like, Wow, this is there's no way that I'll ever be able to do anything close to that. And I still feel that way. So that's why I keep writing music. <laughs> well, and you picked up the guitar. I mean, it wasn't like something that you gravitated right towards, like as a kid, like you picked it up like a little bit later on. Um, how did you, did you, were you self-taught? Did you go in on lessons? I mean, obviously, you know, the guitar is super important in your music and in your writing, but were you drawn to the guitar? Uh, I always thought guitar was cool you know when i'd see it on tv i saw people like i had no idea how the hands were making that sound i just mm-hmm. i uh saw john in that way but even still like i like all instruments my first instrument was actually the trumpet and so i started playing that in school band and i and i feel mm-hmm. that the reason that i always like I still play the trumpet a little bit, but it's because it was very melodic. You know, you don't have, there's no harmonies involved, at least on its own. You've, you're finding melodies and together you can create harmonic stuff right. with other things. But I feel like learning that at a young age may be the value of melody. And so then I've, mm-hmm. I tried to like, I don't know, I think somehow that got into my unconscious. When I first started picking up the guitar and still too, it's just very, I just thought of it as like a drum with a, chords to it so I would just bang away on it and then just find melodies <laughs> and then eventually I learned that I should probably try to finesse it a little more so that's what I'm still trying to do you do have to be nice to it every now and then but that's yeah. interesting the way that you describe music is also very interesting it's almost very visual in in the sense of you know obviously being melodic and harmonies and stuff like that but also with you know looking at how things work like very much into deconstructing how to make the sound and you know, then you listen to, you know, I know because you've been doing music since like 06. Like you've been at this for quite some time. And if people aren't familiar with Matt, like go deep dive back into some of the older albums. But, you know, it's a very it's a multi-layered sound. It's not just like a one thing. Like, is that something that you do with intention? 
I mean, probably not. I probably should stick to one thing, you know? I feel like I might be more <laughs> successful if I just, like, stuck to one thing. Instead, I try to, like, come up with all these different sounds, and then and then I'm just like, well, I guess I just wrote this song that has nothing to do with anything else I've ever written. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I just like it. You know, I try to write stuff that, um, that I've never written before or, or mm-hmm. just, like, it does become very visual to me. Um, so... Um, that's what I just try to do is try to make stuff that paints pictures in my mind and, and hopefully it comes across to other people. I mean, I know we don't all see the same thing, but, um, hopefully Mm -hmm. we get, hopefully it gets close to there. Do you think of songwriting as storytelling? Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I definitely, um, I think that songwriting has taught me to, um, taught me to, a guitar uh, and telling the mm-hmm. story with notes and then also it also taught me to pay attention to to stories and, and story writing and I did read this like one book one time and it was talking about like um, after I had written a lot after I had written a lot of songs and it was like some some person who had written a bunch of famous songs like in the 80s mm-hmm. um, and then they were basically saying that um, you know, to be a good songwriter, you gotta be a good writer first, and um, pay attention to that. So then I basically started um, thinking of it like that, like putting the guitar away and mm-hmm. and not being so focused on just like trying to play the guitar. Um, but it's I don't know. I I think it's all 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 valid. Like if sometimes the words fail you, the notes fill it in, and sometimes vice versa mm-hmm. too. So. Oh yeah, I mean sometimes just the the vibe of a song can take you somewhere completely different than the than the words of a song. Yeah, yeah. I I even think that like um that person who wrote the songs was like a famous song. Or I'm certain they wrote songs for Bette Midler and stuff. And my dad went to uh, went to high school with Bette Midler, and so I was always <laughs> so I was always fond of Bette Midler. And like I remember Beaches made me cry when I was a kid. So. Oh my God! It still makes me cry. I, what are you talking about? I mean, about? yeah, I just I stay away from it for that reason because I just don't want to like have a. <laughs> if you need a good cry, yeah, just, put on beaches. I was a little kid and it made it. me cry, and so I don't know what you it. Or the wind beneath my wings. So good, good. I know. This when you write that song, whew, uh, one day I'll write a song like that if I'm lucky. So. Well, speaking of songs, uh, I know people are on here and they're anxious to uh, watch you do what you do oh so well. Could you play us a couple more songs? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Know that I'm dreaming, don't you wake me? I know that I'm dreaming, if you do, won't you please just do it slow? Cause I don't want this to go. And I know I could cause a lot of trouble. But I'm just trying to hold on to this thing When I know it should let go Should let go, should let go Let it slip away Yeah, if we do The day would understand 
But if you're a dream And I'm the night Then we'll walk hand in hand Now if you wake me Won't you please just do it slow Cause I don't want this to go Now someone set a fire in your room here It's fucked up but I'm drawn into the flame When I see it burning slow Burning slow, burning slow Burning slow You're there and I'm still here 
swear I'm so confused The signs you wear are making me Feel like I'm the one to lose But canyons in the seas are they Just what you need or are they less than what You'd expect to see And if you're leaving, welcome Give me a reason why I let you down Before you turn around Now, now Before you turn around Now, now Before you turn around What do you perceive or are they less than what you'd expect to see? And if you're leaving, welcome, give me a reason why I let you down before you turn around now, now, before you turn around. just something so calming and like relaxing and lovely about your music. I know Julie had just made the comment that every time she listens to your music, she just wants to go to the beach. Oh yeah. Let's, How does that let's make you go. Feel? Right. <laughs> it's like, I, I know the beach is a, a big influence on you. I mean, you've grown up around the water most of your yeah. life, some different coasts sometimes, which we talked about pre-show. Um, do you think that's something that's had a big influence on the music that you put out there? Do you have like that kind of vibe in mind when you're making your music? No, no, I don't, I don't think that, but I do think that there's just like a connection to, to the water that I've just, um, that I've always, that I've always loved. I'm also scared of it at times. And I'm also just like also fascinated by it, you know, <laughs> thinking it's the, the ocean is a really powerful thing, you know? So like a song, can, uh, like yeah. a song can move you or calm you. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I can, it can do both of those things. And and I've had the privilege too, to be around them through my music too. I think, um, some of my songs being in surf films and skateboard films and things like mm-hmm. that. So I think writing stuff that has like, um, uh, accompany that and, and been with that movement mm-hmm. is something that like, I always, um, that's inspiring too. Cause I think, um, the the movement of um of picture to music and especially people people riding riding mm-hmm. waves you know doing that stuff or whatever it is it's like uh, it takes on a whole new life yeah. so in that way it's really it's really inspiring and um i, I do you love going to the beach you can be having the worst day ever and just go to the beach and everything is better so like you're saying the power of the water the power of the the salt and the air and just the the natural rhythm of you know life and earth like it's all right there in that one spot so it has to have had you know an influence on and what you're doing and what you're putting out there i think that's well yeah i think 
I think it does. In fact, I want to go to the beach today. I live pretty close to it right here, but um, we'll see. We'll, so unfair. We'll see what it's like when, it's, <laughs> when this goes down. So. What, what was the name of that last song you just uh, did? That's a song called A Stare. A S. That's from 06. That's from that's from the the original. That's from songs we sing. What is it like when you have a song that's had sixteen years of life? What is it like to perform that song? And does that song change over time for you, or do you go back to the original place that you were in when you wrote it? Um, yeah, there are some things in my mind, like when I wrote it, visuals that I, feelings that I had. I I um. Well, I've carried it with me a lot, you know, so it definitely has taken on new experiences as I've lived with it. And um, I feel lucky to, to be able to have carried that song around with me and, and be able to just um, have it be my pal for a little while, you know, as long as I'm here. Does it feel like 16 years? N I mean, no, it doesn't feel like 16 years. Sometimes I, wow. I mean, 16 years is when also, too, when it came out. So when I wrote it, too, it was... It was a couple years before that, which is even, even trips me out because I think that makes her eighteen and legal. I mean, yeah, this this <laughs> song, this song is it could be a full grown adult. So it is a full grown um, adult, musically speaking. Yeah, so I I, I I do get tripped out about that. Sometimes I forget, and uh, I always wake up every day just like when I sit down to play my guitar, hoping that I could still remember what I'm doing. You know. And then when I actually have, like, I, when I like, think about, wow, okay, I've done this for that long, then I'm like, well, i got no excuse, so I, I better remember how to play this song. There's that, yeah. I mean, you hear of artists that, you know, have their lyrics written in front of them because they can't remember what they are, but I, I feel like you don't have that issue. Well, I have a whole, there's a whole wall here that you can't see of all my lyrics, so they're all posted up on there. <laughs> and... Uh, Funny thing about this song is when I when I first wrote it, I was at like uh, I would go to poetry nights and open mic open mic nights and and I just wrote this song and uh, I was at a, po a poetry night open mic and and after I played it, this poet guy came up to me. He was a bit older and he goes, he goes, I really like that song. He goes, but I think that you should call it your stare, not a stare. He's like, I think it makes more <laughs> sense to say that. And I was like. All right. Well, I'll consider that. Um, but I had already recorded the song <laughs> at that point, and <laughs> like, and so that. I, I mean, I, I took it, I took it, and um, you know, years, years, and years went by, and I saw him again at another, um, at another event. It was a, there was another, um, like a book, book reading situation in Long Beach, mm -hmm. and I went up to him. I said, "Hey," I was like, "I remember you from 15 years ago." at the open mic poetry nights and you told me that I should change the title of the song. And he's like, yeah, well, did you do it? And I said, no, I never did. <laughs> no. But I remember your request and I definitely, I definitely considered it. Um, Cause I think that they- That had to make him feel really well, good. Well, I don't think there's any right or wrong way to do something, it's just your way. So if he's got his way of doing it and then, you know, I, I, I've got my way of doing it. They both, they both have their place, so. Well, and since then, uh, numerous albums and EPs and songs and, and tours and life and experiences that all, you know, culminated, I guess, into like the, the most recent, which came out, you know, in this pandemic. Lord, I look forward to not saying that word anymore. But in uh, 2020, you know, here you are putting out music that, I mean, obviously you're inspired by more than just, you know, music in the ocean. You talked about, uh, you know, art, you talk about books, you talk about poetry, like, 
finding the inspiration for uh, songs in 2020, uh, where do you think you drew the most from? Well, yeah, I think that that record was um, was was really personal, and I think it was a lot of overcoming overcoming challenges. And who knew right around the bend was something that was universal that we'd have to overcome. So songs like "Make That Change" or "When the Avalanche Comes," these things that I felt, or "Let Love Heal," stuff like that, they were songs that were personal mantras to myself. And so when um, when when 2020 hit, I felt like um, I actually wasn't going to release those songs uh, originally. Really? I, I had they were just personal to me, and I I guess um, yeah. When it, huh. I guess I, I yeah, I didn't really plan on making making a record. And my friend had uh, he had heard them, and he's like, you he's like, you should definitely put out a proper record with these. And so so I did. Um, and then and then all the all the stuff hit the fan and and I had a record and then I was also like well these songs mean a lot to me and and I also feel like well how do I do shows around it now how do I connect with people because I feel like these songs would really connect and and so it was a lot of doing performances like this and um and I think that if I didn't have that record at that time um to to focus on uh, it would have been a lot mm-hmm. it would have been a lot harder um because I think that I basically had that as um, as a life raft to sort of put put, put my energies uh, into, yeah. So, mm-hmm. which you know, so many people can relate to, especially you know at that time, uh, you know, going through everybody's challenges. You know, life you know, life always happens in its own timing, and everything happens for a reason. And I know those things are very you know played out, but I also find them to be very very true. So I think probably by putting that out, like you said, not only did it life raft you, I think it probably. Uh, did the same for like many of your fans too. So now when you go back out on the road and you are back out touring again, like are these songs that you're looking forward to having that connection with? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely am. I, I, I think that there's a place that, uh, you know, every record, every record has for me mm-hmm. and always the, um, I always find myself there's always like my first record and then the one that I'm doing currently and everything else in between I'm just like sort of a blur because um I think about where <laughs> where I started and it was all the path to get where where I'm at now um and mm-hmm. so definitely um I, I I'm I'm excited to uh yeah to always continue to play these songs I think that for that reason what what we all went through during that time they're they mean a lot more to me because I feel like that not only were they the life a life raft for me, but I think in Olive Branch and to everyone else too who might have felt like there was an internal war going on. Oh, that's very good wording on that. And if you look at uh, Matt's uh, Instagram, you you, can, you do perform and connect and 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 put it out there for your fans to be able to 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 still see you perform these songs and perform you know some of your older songs too and like we discussed earlier like you've really kind of become a fan of that because it is that instant connection where it's not across a room and you don't have to remind anybody like coughing or sneezing on you which is silly you know now at this point but you know you are that connected it is literally like you're in my home I'm in your home like I think it's a really cool thing that's come out of all of this and I'm glad that you said you were going to keep doing yeah it. yeah I'd, I'd love to I mean there's there's um yeah i feel like i feel like it's something 
that I never never dreamed of. Actually, I re- we were talking earlier as we were sound checking for this, and uh, mm-hmm. you're you're in Orlando, and um, I don't know if yeah. I'm supposed to disclose that or not or whatever, but. Oh, I know, no. So we, we were talking off camera before, and we, Matt and I realized that we live like two streets apart. So it's a very small yeah. world. That's when for I sure. was growing up there. I remember seeing like at Dis- like at Disney and stuff like that, seeing how there would be big screens and everyone would be communicating through. Uh, that was the first place I saw it. You know, I know like all the science fiction novels and stuff. Um, Ray, Ray Bradbury oh. and stuff, tap on all that stuff. I never thought of but it like, like that. But it was the first time that I saw it. I was like, wow, is this going to happen? And here we are. Like, it's happening. And um, I, I also think, too, that's one of the reasons why, you know, all this, uh, oh, there's a lot of um, tech, uh, you know, tech advances that we're all living through. But I feel like mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I like, I've always liked playing the acoustic guitar or having my song sit on that or rest there. It's because um, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter where I'm at. I can always just sit down and, and play them and um, not not have to rely on that stuff, even though our daily lives revolve around it now. So there's so much tech around yeah. me now. Me too. <laughs> so, yeah, I can appreciate. That's why I appreciate analog. I, I still like to get dirty and splice tape. And, wow. you know, and like you said, be acoustic and yeah, to keep like the, the can basics. Can you produce my next Lord record? <laughs> I would be thrilled okay, to, good. or at least attempt okay, to try. Good. We'll just have fun doing that. So before we jump into a couple more songs, I want to remind everybody, we are here benefiting the Sweet Relief Musicians Fund, which is a great fund that helps, you know, front of the house, back of the house, musicians, everybody in this entertainment industry that have uh, hit hard times. That's what this fund is for. And Jam Sellers is donating a dollar for every like, every share, every comment. So if you want to just like write one comment that says hi, and the next comment is Matt, that's that's two. That's two dollars right there. So um Make sure you're commenting, liking, and sharing. And uh, we're going to jump in on a couple more songs here with uh, Matt Costa, if you are ready to go. Oh, yeah. I got to remember what I was going to play. I got we got so I got so wordy there. I know. You were going. You, you said you were going to do it on the fly. So yeah. I, I, I always know. do that. Good thing I don't have my band with me. They normally get kind of... Some of them love it and some of them hate it when I call out songs on the fly. So uh, I think it's great. All right. Well, uh, let's see here. All right. I got you. She was the rain dancing in bubbles. She was trouble. Me with the games I played was a puzzle, but I loved her. It's true. Now I know what love can do. Once we were young and lived dangerous, but the rains poured down, they started to change us. We both grew so ancient. See. Circles around her were golden cherubs of sorrow. I tried to bury them all in the backyard. Shut out, dug myself a hole. But the rain 
so ancient So there we were Familiar strangers When the rains poured down Heaven knows why she changed her mind Or she saved her goodbyes Cloudy skies We try With clipped wings To fly Too, if you want. Now people were saying they liked um, songs we sing, so I can do some songs off that. I'll play. Uh, what will I play? I'll play. I'll play a little bit of Behind the Moon here. I would shine just like a million suns if you just love me, baby. I'll be in your life again, so baby, baby, just say maybe. Now here I come to dance around the sun. I've been oh so blue, stuck behind the moon. Now let me in, back where we let me hold you like the way I used to do All the stars point me to you And lately they just drive me crazy The universe can be so crucial Baby, baby, be my lady Here I come to dance around the sun I've been oh so blue Stuck behind the moon Now let me in Back where we begin 
let me hold you like the way I used to do. Sweet rose, as the two of us grow, I want you to know that nothing's quite as bad as it seems when you're so sad. To so remember my rose, remember my rose, my sweet rose. I'd like to say, I'd like to say, no one always gets their way, and no one always thinks the same. My rose, remember my rose. When the seasons change and the sky turns grey, when the leaves turn brown, I'll be around. My sweet rose, as the two of us change. Well, I want you to know that nothing stays the same, but you and I, we will remain. My rose, remember my rose. I don't think anybody was mad at that, honestly. <laughs> so I'm glad you did. Though I, it, we were talking earlier about uh, guitar lines and like the driving guitar and that being like part of like the early songwriting and, and the kind of inspiration to like get into guitars with all the Nirvana riffs and that. Behind the Moon, you can totally hear that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely think there's, yeah, that's, uh, that's what made me think of that. I was like, what is some of my early influences? And I was going, it's very similar yeah. walking up, except, uh, yeah, there's a slightly different inversion there, but you know, uh, I think it was also a combo of. Uh, there's also an old band from like a like a trio called the Kingston Kingston Trio. Yeah, it's and trio, so yeah. there was also a song of theirs called Greenback Dollar, which I think was a cover. But uh, they had a song which I've talked. I, I, I might have mentioned it before. That this was an influence, but it was like. Some people oh, say yeah. I'm a no cow. Others say I'm no good 
But I'm just a natural boy. That one, I think a combo of those That's two were like my uh, original influence to that, that song. So well, there's just something that just happens to your heart. Like, you know, when a good riff comes in like that and it's kind of got like a driving thing to it. I mean, whether you're in a bad mood or in a great mood, it's, it's just going to like, if you're in a bad mood, it's going to make you in a better mood. And if you're in a great mood, it's just going to make you like bigger. So, I mean, what's not to love about uh, having that kind of just like, like music, like just in, like, as with all of your music, it's like, it's kind of hard to be in a bad mood when it's on. Well, that's cool. That's nice you say. It definitely is transcendent for me, too, in that way. If I sit down and I'm feeling in a funk, then uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter. I don't even have to play anything that sounds good. I could just, like, noodle around and, you know, try to find something, and it definitely puts me in a in a better place. Um, yeah. So Well, I think also something else. Like, I was looking at your Instagram uh, earlier. I think probably something else that puts you in a good place. Uh, I still can't believe you are still all over that skateboard. How? What? Oh, yeah. Ha! <laughs> huh. Like, no. I, like, no. No pads. Nothing. You're just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing crazy things. Yeah, that's true. I actually... Well, I got into songwriting because I broke my leg really bad when I was 19. I was going down... Well, that'll slow you down. It did. I mean, I couldn't even. I had to learn how to walk again after about, um, after about two uh, two years of being like laid up. That's a break. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was a compound <laughs> fracture. And I still have a plate in there too that's screwed in. Wow. Originally there were screws, and then they took those weren't holding. It rebroke when I tried to walk on it, and then they had to put a plate in there. So I still got a plate in there. Which when the board jumps back at me and and hits it, it mm-hmm. definitely hurts a little bit more. Um, you, you realize you're a little crazy for still being out there doing the, the flips and the tricks. I mean, I don't do anything that's like, I, I see a lot of, you know, I see a lot of people really pushing it. And uh, I, I really, I always wish that I could be that good. Um, it, it, certain days I get out there. I think you look pretty great. Certain days I try, I, I try to do more than, more than what I think I should. And it's still nothing, it pales <laughs> in comparison, but I, I like doing it. You know, I, I, I've always liked skateboarding. And so I think... When I was young too, when I did get my, when I got my first guitar, which was an electric guitar, um, mm-hmm. when I learned those riffs, I got a skateboard the same year, and I was 11 years old. But then eventually, I ended up giving, like, trading my guitar for a pair of shoes and a skateboard, which really only lasts you for about a month. Um, oh, but I traded, <laughs> I traded it, and um, and then I was able to skate for a month more, and I didn't have a guitar anymore. And so then I would just then I would have just go to my friends' places who had guitar, and I would just practice my Nirvana riffs and stuff. But um, then how ironic it ends up that all of a sudden you have free time literally on your hands. Yeah, to and yeah, you go back to the guitar. Yeah, and then I go back to the skateboard. Now I really think doing music for me is just a way for me to live out my dreams of being like a skateboarder for a living. So that's why I get out there and do that. And it's yeah, it's it's actually it's it's really. It's really fun. So, and I get hurt a little bit, but it doesn't like. Hopefully, you know, I haven't. I, I fall and I'll like kind of tweak my re- my wrists a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I, it's worth it. So, <laughs> you seem so happy. You seem like you're having the time of your life when you're out there. I'm just like, oh dear God, I can't watch. But you know, you can definitely tell you're 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 like you're like you're lighter, and I think that's what you give to other people with your music. And when they listen to your music, they get to feel a little bit lighter too. So like, I think it just like kind of all comes. Well, together. that's really nice of you to say. You know, I uh, yeah, I just feel I, I do feel lucky to be able to have um, to be able to have the experience of uh, doing all this stuff. And and honestly, too, it's really like I think 
um, it's always been those things have been my means of connection and relating to people mm-hmm. my whole life. So, um, yeah, to be able to have that as a way of communication and, and relating to people. And then from there, um, having new experiences and I definitely owe, I think all of my, um, basically being to those two things. You know, I, I think most of the people I've met who have influenced my life and in one way or another, not, um, it's not directly related to those, but I think they were definitely pa- part of the path. And so, um, sure. so I think that it's been really positive to me. And so I think I always try to try to pass that on to other people too. Well, you definitely have a, a healthy respect for it for sure. And, and I'm just curious, like on days where let's say, you know, Matt Costa is not having the best day and you can't get out and you can't skate. Like, who do you like to listen to oh. to kind of help bring you up? Like, can you turn us on to anybody new or just like wh- what? what is your like go to make me feel better music? My go to make me feel better music. Um, well, because like for us, it's you. Well, well so who do you listen I to? I mean, I, I like to listen to I don't even I'm trying to think of. um who was on my today I was listening to my friend Peter Matthew Bauer. He was in a band called The Walkman and he has some solo records. And so I was listening to him today. Um and let's see. Um I also was listening to a bunch of uh like cumbia music that I got turned on to through my friend Adam Topol. He's a drummer and he's he's studied down in uh he studied down in, in um, Central um, South America, like different mm-hmm. rhythms and stuff. And so he's turned. Got to watch those drummers. Oh, well, uh, yeah, that's 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 how it always is. Actually, <laughs> I know, I know they're they're tricky, but <laughs> they're a special breed. They really are. They really are. Uh, but he, honestly, like I actually, my I feel like two of my my real closest friends are are drummers. So my my. My friend Corey Gash that says a lot about you. Yeah, I know, I know, it does. <laughs> my my friend Corey Gash, who who plays drums with me most of the time, and then also um, also Adam Topol, who uh, who is really just like he's he's a he's a real genius when it comes to those uh, syncopated rhythms. So I I I got turned on to a lot of uh, more kind of complex rhythms through him. And the other day I was listening to these uh, cumbias that are. Um, these kind of psychedelic cumbias from 60s and stuff. Mm. You have to put some of those up on your Instagram page. I would, I would definitely uh, do a deep dive into that. Oh yeah, it's a, uh, it's really, it's really beautiful stuff. I, I did a trip recently down to uh, Mexico. I was in Oaxaca, and so um, I, I went down there with my friend, uh, my my friend Jordan Loveless, and uh, he is an incredible filmmaker. Um, I just want to give him a little shout because uh, he told me to. Go that's why. So um, that's yeah. why. <laughs> and so uh, I said, I'm going to be on NBC here and I'm going to give you a shout out or whatever it is. But he um, yeah, no, he, he went down there with me and we um, we had we had a real incredible time down there. And, and we're working on a film right now um, based Exciting. on our trip. And so I think a lot of the the history of of that of that music in that area we've been like I've been really exploring and um and uh oh, and I bet the food. Oh too. yeah, the mole is very good. Mm. Yeah, lots of good. Mm. 
I want to I want to I want to mess with Matt's brain a little bit uh, for everybody who's watching along. If you have a favorite song you haven't heard yet, just throw them up in the comments because a that's going to raise money for Sweet Relief. And then when we start throwing them up on the screen, it's going to like, you know, it's going to trigger his brain a little bit. Okay. So uh, comment, request your favorite songs. We have time for a couple more. And um, and again, we're raising money for Sweet Relief and Musicians Fund, which is such a great cause, too. So, yeah, throw it up on there. And I'd like to see it. Yeah, and I'll do my. And do my best to really butcher it. <laughs> all right. Oh my God. All right. All right. Well, the first one is Sunshine. Should I just do a medley of all of them? That's I think I, I would do. love to see it. Well, as they come in. Oh my God. Acting like a fool. Okay. All right. As they come in, I'll try to do a little, I'll do a little medley here. This is going to be amazing. Never looking back. All right. You know, I can only, wow, this is a. Uh, you can't go too far yeah. ahead. <laughs> All right, Mr. Pitiful. Wow, this is there's there's some. There's, I told you oh, we were gonna mess with this. There's some here. I've had just enough of that jam wine to really just make a fool of myself right okay, now. Okay. So I'll play acting like a fool into whatever comes next. I've collected all it. my things, put them all in boxes. Does that sound about right? I've collected all my things, put them all in boxes. I'll pay off all my dues, I don't care what the cost is For acting like, acting like a fool From a different city I was looking at changes Everything looks the same, but it's me that feels the strangest What am I supposed to do when I'm at the toe and lies? Broken city with the nights on the eyes. Sunshine, I'd really like to tell you, oh my sunshine. Though your skies are blue, you're drying up my bed. How can I get any rest now? Sha la 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 la. Someday you will get the best of me, oh, someday, probably when I'm old and gray, I'm lying in my bed, and I will soon be put to rest now, sha-la-la-la-la-la-la. Expect of me swallowing glass just to stay pure. 
It's alright, cause tonight there's a fair falling on my street. There's a glow of the lights giving me hope that you'll be by my side. Yeah, the things that no one knows See beyond the noise To feel the moon At least to try In the fields, through the dawn There's a time that still holds my arm I get knocked down, but I get up again I get knocked down, but I get up again <laughs> I had to end it with that because I got so distracted by the Chumba Wumba comment. Um, and I tried to put as many in there as possible as I could at one time. Burn trees on a snowy path All my friends are far behind I'm stuck with you tonight But I'd be better alone So come on, wheels, take me far away Where I don't have debts to pay Can't count on yesterday To find my way home There you go. That's a medley of medleys right there, if I could ever do one for you. Yep, yep, yeah, I... Thoroughly enjoyed the Chumbawamba line. I that, that, that took me off too. But we mission accomplished. We got a ton of comments up there. We got to mess with your brain a little bit, and we got to end on oh, a beautiful sure. medley. And this hour went by so fast, Matt Costa. I just I I hope if the planets align and, and and the waves allow, we can do it again sometime. It just went by way too quick. I would love that. It did go by very pleasantly so uh thanks for having me it started yeah. off well because we just reminisced on like basically that we we we're from the same hood so that's it's so cool. crazy how that yeah. that that worked out and uh I, and i look forward to you know listening and learning more about you and what you're doing and obviously uh, we can i hope we can catch up in napa sometime you know at oh, yeah. the beautiful jam cellars which again you know part of the reason why we're here is we are raising money for sweet relief so cheers to the great wine and bringing us all together and uh and to matt most importantly thank you for your time and thank you for your talent well most importantly thank you to you and thank you to all the fans so uh Here's here's a cheers to that, and uh, yeah, may may y'all have a very, 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 very pleasant, pleasant weekend here, and um, my from my family and home to yours, over and out. Mm -hmm.